Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. And the uncle turns into an octopus. Does he? He does. And if you didn't want to know that, experience that or see that, <laughs> then you shouldn't All have done a lot of things that we've done, but you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. <laughs> it certainly is. So Matty D and I, we've re-watched Adam's Family 2 and we're coming back today to see how close we were to predicting the plot of it. <laughs> You're on Struggle Street, buddy. <laughs> yes, I certainly am. <laughs> So, Matty D, yep. how much do you think The Addams Family 2 <laughs> made in the worldwide box office? What was the budget, Kieran? It was 23 million <laughs> smackaroonies. Your face is so disinterested with this movie. <laughs> um, all right, so what was it? 26? 23 million. 23. Uh, 23 million. Uh, I think it's got to do okay. I'm going to guess. Oh, okay. It uh, got around the, uh, I'm going to say, 65 million mark. Oh, interesting. How much did it make? $120 million. Okay. Which is not that much. No. So, the first movie made a whole bundle. I think it made like $300 million on something like a $20 million budget. But this movie, only $120. The reason being, it was COVID. Yay! Second wave COVID. <laughs> We're still exploring that. If you remember, we did the original episode over the phone. So, Matty D was calling in live from his basement. <laughs> it certainly sounded like that, didn't yeah. it? Man, I, I know we've said this before with previous COVID episodes, but those episodes were so hard. Yes. They were so hard. And I, I'm listening back to the, to the original episode and- I can tell how much I'm struggling with it. Yeah, and what's funny is it was an episode we didn't want to do. No. So we didn't want to talk about it. So, we, saw, we had already seen the original 2019 Adam's Family movie, and we are like, oh, that movie kind of sucked. Oh, wait, we already promised that we were going to do the sequel. Let's do the sequel. Yeah, yeah. And, we're, and we were too busy wanting to get COVID drunk as well. Yes. Like, we just wanted to get drunk at home, and like everybody else was doing to cope with yeah. what was happening, this mass pandemic. So, that was back at the time when you had to sign into bars. So, you had to get like a QR code to go into a bar, or, or back in the pre- QR code days when you had to write your name on a list <laughs> yes. with your address yep. with everybody else who was in the bar. Or, or those private QR code companies that were kind of a little bit shady. Now yes. I get random calls of a night time. Yes. I'm like, hmm, I Emails. Wonder, wonder what happened there, guys. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. But anyway, let's talk about something way scarier, Adam's Family 2. So obviously with that $120 million uh, payday, there's no sequel coming for this. That, that, uh, that payday killed the franchise. Okay. So, we're never getting another Adam's Family animated movie. We're never going to talk about another Adam's Family animated I mean, movie. We, we might. We might have another reboot. You know, we might have so, another Adam's Family 1. In the wake of Adam's Family 2, we also had the Wednesday TV show on Netflix, which I think we mentioned in the previous episode. Yes. Did we? Uh, I think- I think we, not. I think we- sp- did we speak it about it? It might have been we, cut out. We have spoken about it on the show, I'm sure. Yes, we have. Just by talking about General Ortega. But That's right. That show- during its time, I think it's kind of died down a little bit, but was massive. Yeah, so that eclipsed this. So that was way more popular than this animated uh, Adam's Family series. And uh, I think, if anything, everyone's begging for like a Wednesday season two, much more than like an Adam's Family movie three. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, thankfully, thankfully for us, we're not going to be talking about another Adam's Family movie. But in that original episode as well, I promised that I'd watch Hotel Transylvania 3, the one where they go on holidays, and compare it to Adam's Family 2. I don't know why I set that challenge for myself, because I was like, what? I have to watch two fucking movies? You love good quality movies, Kieran. Yeah. And so- You're a cinephile. When I listened back to the original episode, it was literally last minute. I listened back to that episode, (laughs) and I was just like, wait, in that episode, I said I would watch Hotel Transylvania 3 and compare it to Adam's Family 2 and see if they just do all the same jokes. 
Uh, so I watched Hotel Transylvania 3. I've never seen a Hotel Transylvania movie before in my life. Really? You're their target audience, I would think. I didn't realise that the main character was Count Dracula being voiced by Adam Sandler yes. doing a Count Dracula voice. Yes. <laughs> well, he, he's a known voice actor. Kid. I didn't need that in my life. I didn't need... <laughs> I'm Dracula, man. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? He had like an SNL character where he's pretty much Dracula, right? So he I don't know. So he that for this character. I, I think so. Right. But uh, I've got to say, it was a huge mistake watching Hotel Transylvania right after Adam's Family 2 mm-hmm. because it was so much better. It was? <laughs> yes, really? It was, it was so much more entertaining. Well, well, do you want to talk about it now? Like, what... Was it? I guess uh, we're gonna ha- have to. How was it better? Ah, uh, just more entertaining, less crappy jokes. Was it similar? It wasn't Plot. similar at all. Not it at wasn't all? similar at all. There was no similarities whatsoever. Ah. So the thing is about Hotel Transylvania versus The Adams Family is The Adams Family are like creepy and weird, and they're overtly creepy and weird everywhere they go. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they go out into the modern world, and they're like creepy they're the and strange creepy. ones. They're the strange ones. The thing about Hotel Transylvania is they're all monsters, but the joke is they act like regular people. And the right. whole point so it's almost them- like the opposite. Yes, it's almost the opposite. And so it's literally just monsters in regular real life people situations. So they right. go on a cruise. So they don't go on a road trip. They go on a cruise. And so it's literally just like every joke you can think about going on a cruise, but with monsters instead of regular people. Makes sense? Yes. Where the Adams family is the opposite, where they're like, they're, they're creepy people. And like the joke is like, oh, they do like a creepy twist on what we think is normal. Right. So it's almost entirely different. The thing is, Hotel Transylvania wasn't a better movie. I won't say that. I won't say it was like a fantastic movie. But from what I understand, Hotel Transylvania 3 is the best of the Hotel Transylvania series. So <laughs> I saw the best one and I was watching it. And I was like, oh, this isn't bad. Yeah. So but you did I your research love it. In, in, in the fan base of what's considered That's right. the best one. And the third one is considered the best one. That's right. Interesting. So, so completely different. Completely different. Completely different. Not the same at all. So, would you recommend people go watch Hotel Transylvania? No, but over Adam's Family <laughs> Two, yes. All right. All right. So, well, we are going to explore our thoughts of Adam's Family Two. That's after, right. After so, we break down the prediction. If you want to watch Adam's Family Two and you haven't seen it, watch Hotel Transylvania Three instead. <laughs> there you go. That's that's my recommendation. Watch Adam's there. Family Values. Watch Wednesday. Yes. Watch any other Adam's Family movie. Not Adam's Family. Watch. Adam's Family Reunion with Tim Curry. What's that over Adam's really? Family wow. 2? Yes. <laughs> I'm not spoiling my thoughts at all. So, we originally predicted the plot about two years ago, and so we're here to revisit what we said. Obviously, everything we say is going to tie back into that original episode, so if you haven't listened to that original episode, or if you haven't listened to it in a while, I'd recommend going back and listening to it first. And if you haven't seen the movie, don't. <laughs> don't? Just straight out don't? Don't watch the, the movie. What if you have a child? What if you're? What if you don't child- subject them to that? <laughs> Put on a Hotel Transylvania. What, what if you're 3? punishing your child for doing something wrong? Then you know, watch Adam's Family like, Two. Don't you? You eat your dinner, otherwise it's Adam's Family Two. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good recommendation. I like that. I like that a lot. So, so we're going to go back and we're going to look at what we said and then uh, assign points mm-hmm. and see who was closest. And I think it's pretty clear, looking back at that original episode, who was closest. But, (laughs) Matty D, would you care to explain how our point system works to anybody who might not be familiar? So, Kieran's going to grade my plot. I'm going to grade Kieran's plot. We're going to assign two points if we predicted something that was not in the trailer or not in any of the promotional material. We'll assign one point if we guessed something that wasn't a trailer or wasn't any of the promotional material. And we'll assign half a point if we got something that wasn't quite on the right track, but kind of close to what happened in the movie. And then finally... Only zero points if we get a point that wasn't in the movie at all. Yeah. Uh, and then we tally. 
Thanks, Siri. <laughs> God, technology. Hey, kids. Uh, and then we count all those points up and we see how well we did and we see how well question. we did compared to each other. I don't know if that got picked up on the audio, but my mm. my Apple Watch went off. Yeah, as, as is standard. So, Siri is a character on our show now. <laughs> Siri might as well be the co-host. Yeah. Probably does better research than I do. Yeah, well, it's got the whole internet at its fingertips. So... I think it was you who went first in that original episode. Yeah, I think I did. So, let's dive into what you said and see if you were close at all cool. to what we actually got in cool. the movie. I remember not putting a lot of effort into this plot. Did you listen back to your plot? I did, yes. Yeah, okay. And what were your thoughts just off the bat? Uh, my thoughts off the bat were... Do you remember what you said? I missed a lot of trailers. Do you remember, do you remember what you said I in missed that a lot of. I, I missed some key trailers, so oh, I missed the whole- Oh, is that your excuse? Yes, that's my excuse. That's my excuse. So, I missed the whole like family angle. Do I remember what so, I said? Sorry. So, in that original episode, uh, I said, do you think this is going to be like a straight road trip plot, or do you think there's going to be something deeper under the surface? And you're yeah. like, I don't agree with you. I think it's going to be a straight road trip plot, and oh, that's wow. it. It was a road trip. Interesting. It was a road trip movie. Interesting. Did it hurt Matty D? Yes, it did. So, let's get into what he said. So, one of the first things that you predicted. So, this is way back in our original Adams Family actual spoilers episode, all the way back in about 2021. You predicted that this movie would be about the wedding of Festa and Margot. Yeah. And if you got that correct, you'd get double points. Yeah. The funny thing about that is that Margot from the first Adams Family movie is not mentioned at all in this no, movie. She's it's like not. she didn't it's like she never existed. They just wrote that out. They in were. fact, nothing from the first movie is retained at all in this movie. The whole town that they live in in that movie doesn't exist in it's this been movie. Exercised from the plot. So no bonus points for Maddie D at all there. So you said that the movie will start with a cold open with Wednesday bringing a mutated dead squirrel back to life. Okay, well, I did call the opening. It's just not. A, it's just not a dead squirrel. That's true. You were way closer than I was. I gave you half a point because uh, she's actually. So the the actual movie starts with Wednesday Adams fusing Fester's DNA with an octopus for some reason. Like I don't understand to make why him they're smarter. As smart as an octopus, and like they established, like the octopus can like solve a Rubik's cube. Oh, I guess that makes him smart. So yeah, <laughs> half a point. <laughs> So, you said that the camera will zoom back to reveal that this whole experiment is taking place at a school science fair. That's correct. Gave you a point for that. And you said that the parents and teachers watching this experiment will be horrified and Gomez and Morticia will look on with pride at their kids. Gave you a point for that. That's true. You said that Pugsley will be seen at a table with a volcano that he's entered into the fair and it will explode. I gave you half a point for that because it's not actually his it's volcano. His, no. We were both wrong in that aspect. So, it was just some random kid that called it volcano. Yeah, the and then he fixed it like he did his whole thing by like climbing into the volcano. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a weird choice to make. Why not just say it's his volcano? Yeah, they just needed that extra step to pad out the hour and 20 minute runtime. <laughs> The 90-minute runtime, I should say. So, you said that this will lead into our opening title sequence, and the opening title sequence will contain a catchy song. Gave you a point. It's the exact same theme song <laughs> from the first Adams Family movie that yeah. I love so much. By the way, I should get a bonus point because I said it's going to be a horrible hip-hop remix of the Adams I Family I give you a point. Thank you very actual, much. In your prediction, yes. Uh, and, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, the whole school scene gets- there's like a musical number there as well, right? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. So, um, and it's, it's like a hip hoppy. It's not until they leave to go on the vacation that we get the opening titles, yes. and that's something like ten minutes into the movie. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we get the disgusting, and I'll call it disgusting a second time. 
hip hop. I'm, I'm not against hip hop. I'm a big fan of hip hop, but like this is not hip hop though. This is not hip hop. This is like some white man, like white executive <laughs> up a, in like the Capitol Records with a computer in front of him, just yeah. Being like, oh yeah, well, this is good enough. Yeah, exactly. Send. It's like his version of hip hop, and it's just like really, it's really disgusting. That's why. I'll, that's why I use that word. So you said that at the Adams family home, each of the characters will make their way down to dinner. Gave you a point for that. That was in the trailer. Uh, you said that Festa will fall through the floor. It's the ceiling, but close enough. Hey, I uh, interesting. You know that scene where he falls down the stairs? Yeah. Rewatching the trailer, he doesn't have a tentacle. In the movie, he does have a tentacle. That's right. That, like, re- like reveals itself. So, most of the footage in the trailer is not in the movie. Mm. That's the thing. So, it's like they did like a concept trailer. It was like they animated the trailer separately from the movie Doing like a, oh, oh, we're making this, so let's just do it like a concept of what the movie's going to be like. Because all the shots are different, all the character designs are but different. But like slightly different. Only slightly different. So, you know, if you watch the Incredibles original trailer, it's the same thing. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Because I was waiting for the gag in the Incredibles where he- uh, He can't put his belt on. He can't put his belt on. I was like, too fat. I saw this in the trailer. Where the hell is it? And the interesting thing, and this is a real sidetrack here, the music in the background of that Incredibles trailer was the theme song to On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. So, they actually- sound similar, though. They actually got John Barry to do the soundtrack to The Incredibles- and they ended up giving him the sack because they were like, do a James Bond soundtrack for this movie. And he's just like, oh, I don't do James Bond soundtracks anymore. <laughs> and so, they're like, well, fuck you. We're going to get somebody else <laughs> to copy your style. Back to the Addams Family to <laughs> to, to another animated movie. Yes. That with, without John Barry doing the soundtrack. Live in the zeitgeist as much. Because John Barry is dead. So, he can't do any more soundtracks. So, you said that Grandmama will appear in a smoke cloud and Kitty will cough up thing. Neither of these things happen in the movie. No. Uh, they're in the trailer, right? Uh, no. Okay. That was just something you made something up. So, you said that the kids won't arrive for dinner. Gave you a point for that. That's true. You said that Festa will turn around to reveal that he has a letter from Pugsley and Wednesday pinned to his back saying that they're too busy to come to dinner. Gave you half a point for that because uh, Uncle Festa tells Morticia and Gomez that Pugsley is going to be too busy. He's like, he's too busy humping his fucking pillow <laughs> yeah. to come down to have dinner. And it's the tree. And it's gets- the living tree that smashes in through the window and hands Gomez a letter from Wednesday. Yeah. Now, we both got that wrong because it was in the trailer. No, it wasn't in the trailer either. I just copied what you said. Oh, okay. So, you made it up and I just copied what you said. <laughs> I thought I saw that in the- one of the trailers. It's not in the trailer. Oh, crazy. Yeah. So it was well, just, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not your fault. It's my fault for copying you. So you said that Morticia will go upstairs to check on the children and finds them listening to a possessed skeleton screaming, and this will be a metaphor for screen time, as good, in good screen gag. time. Good gag, Maddie. Never Dave. happens in the movie. You took that uh, that point in the plot summary way too literally. <laughs> Never happens. So you said that Morticia has noticed that the children are becoming more distant, and Grandmama tells her that she needs to get on top of this, or they will become accountants. Yeah. Never happens in the movie. You're writing jokes that are better than in the movie. (laughs) How dare I? I'm slapping my hand right now. Yeah, you're slapping yourself on the wrist. So, you said that Grandmama also says that she took her boys on a road trip years ago. This never happens in the movie. You said that Gomez declares that they should go on one last road trip together. Gave you a point because Gomez just randomly out of nowhere says, let's go on a road trip. Mm Mm-hmm. You said that Wednesday laments that nobody understands her and uses a voodoo doll of Pugsley to throw him into the living tree. Gave you a point and a half for that because while the whole throwing the voodoo doll into the living tree thing doesn't happen, yeah. Wednesday does lament that nobody in her family understands her. <laughs> well, that's very generous Several of you. times, several Thank times. You. And I gave you the half a point because she does use the voodoo doll of Pugsley to, oh, twist his neck to the side. Ha, ha, ha. That's really funny. <laughs> 
it really interrupts him humping his pillow. <laughs> <laughs> he, go- he doesn't face the pillow while he's humping it. Yeah, yes. Maybe he way. likes that. And the pillow like has a sad face because it's- <laughs> Don't you love me anymore? Why don't you look why don't you- beautiful? <laughs> why don't you look at me when we're making love? <laughs> why are the lights always turned off? Yeah, why have you got your shirt on? <laughs> I'm just not comfortable. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> wow. you said that Wednesday and Pugsley are mortified at the idea of going on a family road trip. Gave you half a point for that because Wednesday is, but Pugsley is indifferent. Yeah, he does. Ha- he has no character in he this movie. He does not give a shit. In fact, he has no character. He's just a two-dimensional character in a 3D yeah. world. He wants to blow up and blow up things. That's right. <laughs> wants to blow up. Okay. So, he-, he put his blow-up doll under the bed and wants to blow up things with dynamite is wow. what you're saying. Uh, I was more saying he's, Good a, little, joke, he's, he's a little frisky. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, the, I, I mentioned the blow-up doll. <laughs> so, you said that Gomez tells stories about the trip he went on with Festa. This never happens in the movie. I don't know why this was such a big point in your plot. You said that Margot will be referred to throughout the movie, but will never be seen. <laughs> I give you half a point for that because really? Margot is never seen, but she's never referred to either because nothing in that first movie. Poor Parker Needler is yes. never referred to throughout the entire plot. It's like that first movie didn't matter. It's like we didn't have to cover it. Or this one. Anyway, <laughs> you said that the Adams will go into the camper van and drive off in a chaotic manner. They just drive off normally. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have a point about them driving off later on. When I talk about the movie itself, I actually have a- oh. Actually, no, I'll, I'll mention it now okay. because why tease it? Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if we're talking about it now or later. So, when they're driving off towards the Adams family front gate- the camper van and all the luggage on top is clearly too big to fit through their front gate. And I'm like, how the fuck are they going to fit this massive monstrosity through their tiny gate? The camera just cuts away. Like, they just cut away. <laughs> and they don't show how they get through the gate. <laughs> I like to imagine, like, Gomez pulls up to him. He's just like, oh, shit. Like, well, things driving, isn't he? And yes. they just pull up and they're like, oh, shit. Well, we can't get through the gate. We're going to have to go out like the back and go around. <laughs> no, they don't cover that in the movie. <laughs> like taking the luggage off to try to make it smaller yeah. and see if they can Take all the, all the luggage off. All right, it still doesn't fit. All right, we have to go around the back. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, they don't cover that at all. Like, it's just lazy. They just, you know, this camper van is huge and the, the gate is tiny and it shows them driving all the way up to this tiny little gate. And then cuts. And then it just cuts away. I'm like, there's a gag there. You could have had a really funny gag. You had a moment for actual comedy in your fucking terrible animated movie and you didn't do it. <laughs> they can't They can't give it to you like that. Kid. No, no. No. So, that we just cut to them on the highway and no, I'm like, all right. There's got to be more Uncle Fester. Perfect. How did they get through that tiny gate? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question of the movie. Yeah, we need Uncle Fester as an octopus for 90% <laughs> of the movie. That's funny. Yeah, That's him comedy. inking himself. That's comedy. Oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. So, your plot so far has been pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not been perfect, but it's okay Like, what you've said has been pretty much dead on the money. And this is the point where you said, I'm going to go out on a limb. <laughs> that is the phrase of death for me. Yes. And so, that's code for, I'm ready to be wrong now. <laughs> yes. So, you said that we'll be introduced to Wallace Shawn's character, whose name is Van Shelsing. <laughs> So, his name in the actual movie is Mr. Mustella, as we know. Yes. Well, we watched it. We, we, there was no information about these characters in no. any of the promotional materials. No, so no. Where? So, they were really hiding what the actual plot of the movie was. So, they, they changed the name. Well, they just didn't reveal they the names. they knew they were onto something special, Kieran. Yes. So, they really wanted this to be a twist. They really wanted to trick Matty D into thinking this was just a straight road trip <laughs> movie. So, they hid who all of these side characters were to keep us off the track. Because if we saw that it was Mr. Mustella- <laughs> Then that would- Who Wallace Shawn was voicing, we would be like, holy shit, yeah, he's a lawyer everything. chasing them down. Like, we'd, we'd just know straight away. Yes. So, you said that Mr. Mustella has written a book about creepy and kooky things on Earth. 
as opposed to Mars, and wants the book to be published by a university. Huh? <laughs> what? It's a, you know, he's, a, he's an academic, right? Yeah. So, you said that the college, which was previously a university in the, in the last sentence, they tell him that they can't publish it due to its lack of solid evidence, mm-hmm. and he is thrown out of the university humiliated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, no points there. I'm completely making this up. Yes. I needed. I needed an antagonist. This is so. the rest of your plot, Matty G. <laughs> the rest of your plot is this. I needed an antagonist. So if you're thinking like, no points there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you said that Mr. Mustella has a big, strong lackey with him who's quite like Lurch. Yeah, Gave you a point for that. True. His name is Pongo. Pongo this was yeah. in the trailer. And it's correct, obviously. You said that Mr. Mustella and Pongo stop in at a diner. <laughs> I, I pointed this out in the original episode. Matty D's favorite film location and discuss getting evidence, for example, an account of a strange family that he's heard rumours of. He's like, I saw a movie once where there was this family that's really creepy and kooky, and there was like this woman who was making TV shows, and it was really terrible. Oh, could you imagine them linking it to the first movie in any case? Yeah. You said that Mr. Mustella overhears the chef telling a waiter that they don't serve live octopus. Funny that you should say octopus, because that ended up being a big part of the plot. Huge part. And he turns around to see that the Adams family is eating at the diner too. This isn't in the movie at all. No. So, I don't know why I'm going into it in such detail. You said that Mr. Mustella will approach the Adams family and ask if he can interview them, and they politely decline. So, Mr. Mustella runs to his car to get a tranquilizer gun, and while he's away, the Adams family (laughs) leaves. This is just fantasy land at this point. So, none of this happens in the movie. You said that Mustella and Pongo follow the Adams in his car, and he says that he wants to expose them for who they really are. Half a point, you're on the right track there. So, all we knew about the trailer is that line. Him saying, yeah. I want to expose the Adams family and everything else is no, just- No, he says, like, we have to catch them so the truth can come out. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, uh, everything else has just been extrapolated from that one scene. That's right. So, you said that Mustella wants to also capture the Adams family and put them in a museum. <laughs> so, Maddie D doesn't look so silly for actually thinking that the Adams family live in a museum. I stand by the fact that that's what the song says. It says that, but it's not the case. You said that the first place that the Adams family stops on their road trip is Niagara Falls. Gave you a point for that. It's true. It's true. It's in the trailer. The spooky destination of Niagara Falls. Yeah, well, they're trying to go to Salem, but then, yeah, yeah. Uncle Fair, I, I said it in my plot. We'll go into it. So, you said that Gomez jumps into a barrel and rides down the falls for fun. Technically, yes, that does happen. Yeah, so, I gave you a point for that. And you said that Pugsley will meet a nice Ned Flanders family who has a girl his age. And this family is going on the exact same road trip as the Adams yeah, are. This is just National Lampoon. This is just yes. RV road adventure, whatever it's this called. This was such a good call because this happened Rubber in the wings. movie. Oh, wait. No, it didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> this didn't happen at all. No points. You said that Pugsley will have his first ever romance with a girl from the other family. I actually gave you a point and a half hey, for that yes. because there is another family in the movie. So, Cyrus Strange has a family in the movie that he created from animals, and Pugsley has his first ever romance with the pig girl. Right. Can I, can I ask a question? Ophelia. Because uh, I don't think we're going to go into it too much because we didn't guess okay. that plot at all, but was she a pig first or yes. a girl first? She was a pig first. So she was a pig first. She gets turned into a girl, mm-hmm. and now she, at the end of the movie, she's a girl. So, a lot of people were upset because they thought that it was a girl who was turned into a pig in the same way that, like- Festa was turned into an octopus for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah. So, it's actually the other way around. So, Cyrus has the ability to turn animals into people, but right. it's not permanent. So, they revert back to how they were. Or his, his Gladys Berejiklian wife, you know, just <laughs> wow. constantly. That's a hyper-local reference. That's very local. <laughs> and also very insulting. <laughs> very. So, his uh, bird wife is just- <laughs> 
permanently a bird and has no human traits whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. And then the the pig daughter, you know, is somewhat alluring to Pugsley. We're spo- we're actually suggested that they're brother and sister when they first meet. Like we're actually told to believe that they're brother and sister. And, well, not, and not he quite instantly wants to fuck it <laughs> because Wednesday's not related to the family. No, but, but- we're told that uh, this is actually their child. So we're told that Ophelia, the pig child is actually the Adams' child. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. But the first thing that Pugsley does when he sees Ophelia is just like, I want to (laughs) fuck. And I'm like, that could be your sister, man. I mean, mean, he's already crossing kind of the bestiality line anyway, so- How so? She's a pig. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like with the pillow. I'm like, the pillow's not a beast. (laughs) That boy has problems. (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) This movie has problems. So, you said that- Oh, where was I? Jeez, I'm so lost. Uh, You said that uh, the nice girl- will also be an explosives expert. You said explosion enthusiast, which is not a thing. And it's also not a thing in the plot, so I didn't give you any points for that. Well, actually, uh, she likes eating she with likes her face. Eating. He likes eating. That's what they have in common. But Yeah, apparently Pugsley likes eating. That's something they introduced <laughs> like an hour and 15 minutes into the movie. You said that Wednesday interrupts Pugsley's romance by throwing a voodoo doll of him into the Niagara Falls. Gave you a point for that. That's true. You even said that he gets dragged away by a fish. That's true. But yeah, that was all in the trailer. I gave you a point for that. You said that the Adams family will stay at a beachside resort, which is owned by one of Gomez's distant relations, Cyrus. Right. Yeah. Not the case at all. Yeah. My, my interpretation of Cyrus is completely wrong. So I'll let your you- interpretation of Cyrus is completely <laughs> wrong. Both of our interpretations of Cyrus <laughs> yes. completely wrong. So all we knew going into this movie that there was a character called Cyrus. Yes. So Voiced explain, by Bill Hader. Explain how I fucked this up. So you said that Cyrus is a tall, suave, better looking version of Gomez who immediately hits on Morticia and makes Gomez feel inadequate. So Cyrus is actually short, weird looking, <laughs> and an evil mad scientist. So the complete opposite of what you said. Yes, and Cyrus. And he's is- also not related to the Adams family. No. He's, he's his own thing. He's pretending to be Wednesday's uh, father. Father, that's right. <laughs> which we, which neither of us picked. N- well, yeah, no. Well, we didn't know how Cyrus would play into the movie. No. Because they just didn't tell us in the promotional material. We just knew Bill Hader was playing a character called they, Cyrus. They didn't show it in the trailers. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I don't think it would have spoiled anything. No, it doesn't make sense. Like, oh, this movie, man. You said that Cyrus will be overacted. Two points. <laughs> That's the, is that the only two points I get? Because it's been the yes. only one so far. Fair, fair. Oh, actually, you said that Cousin It arrives on a jet ski and Uncle Fester scares off tourists by dressing up as a shark with a fin on his back. Two sets of one point there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you it's a very rare circumstance where you get two points, but you do get another one. Okay. And can't it's wait. We, it's very well deserved. Can't wait. I will I'll, I can't wait to talk about that. So, you said that the Adams will visit the Grand Canyon, gave you a point for that. You said that Pugsley will blow up the Grand Canyon in order to impress a girl. Gave you a point for that. That's not the case. He's not trying to impress a girl directly, no. but he's just doing it because, you know, it's boring as shit. <laughs> he's and got so, nothing else to do. And something needs to happen. You said that Cyrus arrives in a plane to impress Morticia. Gave you half a point because a plane does show up at this point in the movie randomly, but it's a private jet that is there to pick up Cousin It. Yeah. From he, the Grand Canyon. He comes, he spends some time with the vacation and then he yeah, leaves. That's right. For some reason. That's right. So, he's there for a couple of- It's because it's Cousin It. He needs to be in the movie. Uh-huh. And they need to give Snoop Dogg a payday. But why does he leave? Only to come back because later. Because someone rings out and it's like, oh, shit. Snoop Dogg, you're going to come here like, I- I've fucked up real bad. And he has to go <laughs> fix up like some sort of uh, gangland situation. <laughs> right. That's what happens. It's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. The fact that, like you said, that a plane will come in and land. 
is is so out of left field, and the fact that it actually happens in the movie is why I gave you half a point. That's good. That's a good prediction for me, I guess. You said that as the Adams travel around America, they will meet various members of their extended family that yeah. we've never met before. No. Nope. Doesn't happen at Not all. Not at all. You said that the Adams will camp with Bigfoot for the night, who is related to them. Not the case at all. Bigfoot's not in this movie. In fact, he's in. He's a character in Hotel Transylvania 3. There's actually a scene. Uh, they actually take Gremlin Airways to go to the <laughs> cruise. And so it's like. That's cute. It's a, it's a plane run by Gremlins. Yeah. And it's just like the Gremlins from the Gremlins movies. And then you we all know like the original Gremlins reference as in like the Twilight Zone Twilight episode. Twilight Zone episode where there was a Gremlin on the wing. You know, there's a man on the wing. Yeah, that was a Gremlin. It was also in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. And so it was all uh, like a riff on that. And it's like the, the plane's basically like held together with tape. And everything's falling apart, and it's all chaotic. What a, what a really thoughtful joke that appears. And none of the monsters care that, like, all this chaos is going on, except for, like, the one human character, Jonathan, is just freaking out the whole time, <laughs> and everyone else is just like- This is normal. Yeah, this is normal. Yeah. Better jokes than what's in this movie, but anyway. Look, it sounds like it was a palate cleanser for you. It was, in a way. Even though it wasn't a great movie, it was better than what we got here. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, drinking motor oil after drinking piss has got to be, like, better, right? Yes. That happens in this movie, too. <laughs> I just want to point that out. Fester is, like, the-, the he's, He drinks motor oil in this movie. Oh, he does. That's and he right. also pisses himself. So, <laughs> that's, that's two things that happen in this movie. Anyway, you said that Mustella, this is the lawyer, mind you, tries to catch the Adams family but falls into the Grand Canyon. Gave you a point because he does fall into the Grand Canyon to his death. Yes. <laughs> they kill him in this <laughs> they movie. They kill him off. Wednesday kills him. Yes. Because I didn't remember that at all. No. I was like, whatever happened to that character? He disappears. Surely he comes back. Yeah. He never comes back. He's dead. Yeah. And you don't really- It's really done poorly because you didn't really see her do it. No. But- It's, it's done off screen. But she's yeah. killed him. She's a murderer. That's right, but it's already suggested that she's a murderer, so mm. given the fact that we- Actually, it's not cool that we kind of see it in no. the movie, because like it doesn't play at all. It's not funny. No. It doesn't add to the plot. I guess they were trying to go with dark humour, but they kind of do it, but then shy away from it. Yeah. So, they half-ass it. Yeah. They half-ass a half-ass joke, <laughs> which means it's a no-ass joke, <laughs> and this movie's all ass, so- you said that the- uh, you guaranteed, in fact, oh, okay. that the Adams family is like, this is the one thing that I'm 100% confident on. The Adams family will visit uh, the La Brea tar pits uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, right. And uh, Mr. Mustella will drive his car into the tar pits. Ha, ha, ha. Real funny. Doesn't happen in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's you an s- opportunity there that they didn't take. You said that the movie will end. We're already at the end. Oh, cool. You said that the movie will end with a disco party with all the extended Adams family members. <laughs> and this will definitely not happen in the Adams family house- <laughs> Half a point. Right. The movie does end with a music festival yes. at the Adams Family House. So it's a life festival, life spelt with a Y. It's a reference to Fire Festival. If you haven't heard about Fire Festival, look it up because it was a complete disaster. And this is just a reference to that. Really funny joke, really topical. It's going to date the movie really, really. Oh, wait, it already happened 10 years ago. Why are they referencing it in a movie in 2021? You said that Pugsley will get his first kissy at the party. He never kisses no, Ophelia the pig at all. He doesn't. And he in gets fact, close, but he doesn't. In fact, the family kind of seems to adopt her as a daughter as well, so it makes it even weirder. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they're like, oh, Ophelia can live with you as your sex slave, Pugsley. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they're suggesting there? You said that Cyrus makes a move on Morticia at this party, mind you, and she rejects him and embraces Gomez and the two dance. Never happens in the movie. Complete fantasy land here. You said that Morticia and Gomez do a romantic tango. Gave you a point because they do at several points in the movie. Might as well give you, you know, points for that. 
You said that Mustella arrives covered in tar, and the Adams mistake him for Great Uncle Tarman <laughs> from Return of the Living Dead, as I mentioned in that previous episode. No, Mustella is dead. He died. He never comes back. He was killed. It's just his family being like, "When's Daddy coming home?" Yes, exactly. You know, he could be a grandparent. He could be. And the grand, you know, his grandchildren are sitting it's around like, going, "Like, oh, you know, I've got to take this bad job because I need the money." But yeah, this will be the last time I do it. Yeah, he never comes home. That would be a better move. That would be better. That would be better if they cut to his family and his family's like, "When's Granddad coming home?" Oh, it could be any minute now. <laughs> That'd be like better hey, dark comedy than what they're sit, doing. You should sit and wait outside for him to come yeah, back. Yeah. Okay. When he drives up, you're gonna you're gonna be so happy, and we're gonna we got a gift for him. It's gonna be so great. His retirement gift. <laughs> Much better jokes. So you said that the family members will all dance the mamushka with Mustella, who in vain tries to get away. You did a great impression of Wallace Shawn being <laughs> harassed by the Australian. <laughs> Stop it! Get away! Oh, don't do that! It was really good. I really enjoyed that. Not in the movie. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> you said that Mustella orders Pongo to help him, but Pongo fires Mustella into the distance with a catapult. Nice. No, doesn't happen in the movie. You said that Pongo and Lurch become a gay couple. Two points! <laughs> what? Because they're cellmates? Yeah, because they're cellmates and they embrace each other as lovers at the end of the movie. And I was just like, that's pretty close. Okay. That's pretty that's, close. That's very, None of us saw this coming. That's very generous. Two points. I don't know if they, if, I don't know if that's what the movie intended to portray. That's the way I took it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll take it. I so need I the points. I was sitting there like, I'm going to put any sort of like subtext in this movie that I can. But they, they embrace each other as lovers in the movie, Matty D. Mm. Why else? Like, they were cellmates. Why else would they hug each other so tenderly? Good point. Maybe, maybe they're- Lurch dropped the soap in the showers, <laughs> and Pongo was there to pick it up. <laughs> Let me just say that. So, two points. I like that you're actually arguing that this shouldn't be two points. Look, I'll take it. Um, I think it's a beautiful message about inclusion, you know? Absolutely. It's the best thing that this movie did. So, you said that Morticia and Gomez give a fireworks display, and this greatly impresses the Adams Family children. So, they're like looking up at the fireworks, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, cool. Like, you're fireworks. Cool. You fireworks. Like, Pugsley does explosions. Yeah. He, he sets off dynamite on a daily basis, but like fireworks, which is like a lame version of that, it's just like, holy shit, this is so cool. And Wednesday, whose like heart has never been colder, it's just like, fireworks is really exciting. <laughs> so Look, this I is know what, what the kids like. They like fireworks. Yeah, this is what wins over the Adams children in your movie. Doesn't actually happen in the real movie. So you said that Pugsley and Wednesday tell their parents that even though they're embarrassed of them, they never want them to change. Gave you half a point because Wednesday sort of says this. Yeah. In the in the final scene, she's she's on those lines, so that's why I gave you half a point. That's the end of your plot. Cool. Which gives you a total of twenty seven point five. <laughs> points. So, I want to compare this to your original Adam's Family oh, plot. Oh, okay. Do you think you did better or worse? Well, I can't remember what I said in that first Adam's Family plot. I would Neither think, do I. I would think that I would have had to be We worse. both did a terrible job. Oh, okay. Of that original movie. Like, we were not close at all. Oh. Because I would have thought we'd have done better being it was an origin story and we'd have gotten points for just, like, guessing how they would set things up. Okay. So, I would think I did worse in this plot. So, in your original Adam's Family prediction, you got 23.5 points. This is an improvement then. So, this is (laughs) 27.5. Wow. Okay, cool. All right. You got like four points more. Well, I take it. I take it as a win. That's an improvement. No, you don't. Because in the original episode, you're like, oh, man, that sucks because I'm used to getting in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. (laughs) Remember when you used to get that many points in blood predictions? Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. 
I also like have my, my my marker is getting harder on me. Yeah, I also have my points from that original episode, yeah. and I did way worse than you. So <laughs> I'm hoping for an improvement. Let's get into it. Okay, well, let's start in how you predicted Adam's family too. So as you said, you made a few bonus predictions um, mm. after our prediction of Adam's family one. So after we talked about Adam's family one, way 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 back when we covered that movie. You made a few predictions of what was going to happen if they ever did a sequel. Mm-hmm. And what you said was you thought that there would be an evil family member as the antagonist. Yeah. Now, this is sort of true. I'm going to give you half a point yeah. here because- The thing is, it is kind of true. It is kind of true. The whole premise of the movie is that Cyrus, the main antagonist, is lying to Wednesday saying they are related, that he's- her biological so father. So, we're led to believe that Cyrus is Wednesday's father. So, yes. therefore, tying him into the Adams family. He's not technically an Adams. No. But we're led to believe that he's Wednesday's father, therefore meaning that Wednesday is his father and not an Adams. So, therefore, making him part of the family technically. It's confusing. But, yes, I, it's a well-deserved half a point, I yes. suppose. Yes. So, because- it's, it's, it's very close. But, in yeah. actuality, Cyrus is making all this up. The That's other right. thing you said is that there would be a family reunion. Okay, so they do- No family reunion. They do reunite with Cousin It, and Grandmama throws a cool party, but otherwise this is not the case. There's no, no. family reunion. No. How about that? They're doing something different. It's the first Adam's Family movie without a family reunion in it. Yeah. Well done movie. Well done movie. You did something right. <laughs> did they? No. Maybe they needed a family reunion. Yes. <laughs> All right, so now I'll go into what you actually said would happen in the Adams Family too. So, you first thought the movie would open with the Adams Family going about their normal day, mm. with having a very Adams twist. Uh, the movie doesn't start like this, but this is no. all throughout the movie. Yeah. It's a pretty safe bet that this was going to happen. You said that Gomez and Morticia wish their children luck with their s- school science fair. Mm. This doesn't happen. And now yeah, you they jump never to- never wish them luck. No, they don't. They say, hope you're fucking fail. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and now you get to where the movie actually opens, where Wednesday has a Frankenstein-esque laboratory in the, in the school gymnasium. Mm. You said that she would pull the sheet off to reveal the experiment was being conducted on Fester. I'll give you a point there because mm-hmm. that is the case. It is stuff we see in the trailer that I- Oh, really? That I didn't see. I did, it's a trailer I didn't see, people. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, Manny D based his plot on one trailer. So, he was just like, <laughs> this will do. <laughs> Even though watched, there were two trailers, I, you watched one. I think I watched two. I think I watched the teaser and and the trailer, but there was one trailer that had information that I definitely did not get. Yes. Yes. And that is very reflective in my plot. Yes. And then when you were saying stuff in your prediction, I was like, what is he talking about? Where is he getting this from? Because you sounded so confident too. And then I- Yes, deservedly so. I found that trailer and I was like, oh no. (laughs) Yes. Oh no. What have I done? (laughs) 27.5 points. (laughs) Now, you said that Festa would be animated and scare the children by burping. Reanimated. Well, he's he's sort of on the stretcher and then he comes to life. Yeah, and burps. And burps. This does happen in the movie. Not quite how you envisioned it. No. Um, he's kind of awake already and he does burp and that kind of disgusts people. So, she's people. not reanimating his corpse. No. She's infusing him with octopus DNA. Yes. Which he's totally down with. Yes. But doesn't seem to realise, even though she explains directly to him what's happening. <laughs> 
Well, because huh? he's an idiot. Yeah, but, well, uh, but you know... The, the, maybe he got 27.5 <laughs> points. <in his> <laughs> maybe my mind should be fused with an octopus yeah. and then I'd be able to predict plots better. But you did say that Fester would scare the children, which does yeah. happen. Like, the sure. sheer presence of this guy in his spider this underwear. This guy with no... Is it re- no regrets tattoo that he has? I think so. I think so. In the, I think in one of the original episodes, you said that he has a no regrets tattoo. Looking at it now, I think it says no regrets. I think it's misspelled. Yeah. Which is a joke they stole from We Are The Millers. Right, so. which was already an old joke anyway. Yeah, like the no regrets joke is such an old joke, and it was in We Are the Millers, and then they just stole it and put it in this movie. And yeah, it's an old joke that's been repurposed ten times. So it's like it's like when you get like lazy. A, yes, I won't say anymore. <laughs> okay, so back to your plot. I give you half a point for that, by the way, because you're kind of on the right track. Yeah, you said that Pugsley shows off his volcano to some girls he likes. <laughs> really, <laughs> <laughs> it's his, you know in his pants, his tent. Yeah, uh, and. <laughs> It erupts <laughs> and spraying them with real lava. Yeah, take that how you will. Uh, so, I will. how many points? It's not his. It's not his volcano originally, no. but otherwise, you're very much close to the fact. It's someone else's happens. volcano that he climbs into. Yes, because you know you got to climb into a volcano to make it a real volcano. But this does happen. It's something we see in the trailer. Yes, so I'll give you points for that. You said that the school would be on fire. Festus would throw a bucket of water on Pugsley. One point. We mm-hmm. see it in the trailer. Because of this, they're both suspended. Not true. This never happens. There's no consequences no. for anything in this movie. No, no, not at all. So therefore, you take the fun out of every situation. <laughs> Okay, you said that Margot and her daughter Parker would not be in this movie. Mm-hmm. True. You elaborate as to why this was involving Margot being in a mental hospital because Fester drove her to madness. Yeah, that'd be funny. The movie never goes into detail with no. them at all, where they are, what's happened to them, but I give you a point funny anyway because that is the case. He and Margot got married in that original movie. Yes. Yet in this movie, he's like, I've been on three first dates. And I'm like, motherfucker, you were married in the previous well, movie. Obviously, it was before he got married. Okay. Obviously, that was his young single life where yeah. he was, when he was sowing, sowing his, his royal oats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you said that because Parker is gone, Wednesday feels lonely. She does feel alone, but it's not because of Parker. I'll give you a point for that. This is stuff we see in the trailer, mm. but- uh, Imagine making a sequel that actually builds on the original movie. Wouldn't that be something? It would nope, be something. It's just a vacuum. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we both thought that the first movie would play into this plot a little bit. Yeah. The plot of the second movie, but yeah. it doesn't at all. It's just no. a completely new movie for all intensive purposes. You said that Pugsley is more- in- <laughs> Did you say intensive purposes? Intense and purposes. Yeah, I yeah. did say that. Okay, <laughs> move on. Anyway, you said Pugsley's more interested in women. He kisses mm. his pillow and practices pickup lines. Yeah. Point, because that is the case. We see it in the trailer. Yeah, he's you thought- humping the shit out of that pillow. <laughs> you thought that Fester would give Pugsley tips. Yep. Uh, and this would be used throughout the movie. I give you two points. There was no- This was kind of insinuated, but- it wasn't shown in any of the trailers or promotional material, so I'll give you two points yeah. there. You said that the family's being watched by Mr. Mustafa and Pongo from a distance. Mr. Mustella. Mr. Mustella, not Mufasa. <laughs> Mustafa, you said. <laughs> yeah, Mustella is his name. Um, yeah. Not not quite. This, they're not really watching him. They do come in to visit the Adams family. Yeah, he arrives as they're leaving on their road trip. Yes. He comes up and declares that he's a lawyer. But he's not in the bushes watching them. No. 
through binoculars, which is what you thought. You thought that Mr. Mustella, who you named Jerry in your plot, or Wallace, yeah, uh, would what he wants to do is expose the atoms, and you thought Pongo would be Cyrus. You thought Bill Hader yeah. would be this character, so you- I was really lazy. You guessed that. I think I remember talking to you before we did the episode, and you were like, oh my God, I forgot there was a character called Cyrus, right? Yeah. And you're like, well, where can I fit him in? I'll make him yeah. the big muscle guy. Yes. Yeah, as we said in my plot, Cyrus is a completely different character, but doesn't really- Do you like that he's Doctor Strange? Yeah, I thought that too, hey. Like, like, why the fuck did they do that? Picked that up. But didn't didn't make a joke about it. No, because they knew they couldn't. (laughs) That's the reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so you thought Cyrus was Pongo, but it doesn't really affect your plot. No. Everything else is kind of the same. So, I'll give you a point for that, because they do want to expose the atoms. Well, it does affect my plot in the fact that I'm not as right as I could have been. (laughs) No. Well, it's just the name of a character, but yeah, yeah, they do want to expose the atoms. Now, you thought Wednesday and Pugsley would be distant from their parents. You said that they would be preoccupied with scream time Mm. and their own interests. The promo material really led us astray with this whole scream time thing. It's not a thing at all. No. It's just a stupid pun that they put into the promo material. If humping your pillow is scream time, (laughs) then yes, I was 100% right. Then we're all doing scream time. (laughs) I'm doing doing scream time after the show. With my anime pillow. (laughs) Yeah, it hugs back. Yeah. Yeah, in the actual movie, Wednesday doesn't feel like she's part of the family Mm. and wants boundaries that aren't being respected. And Pugsley wants to impress girls. That's the whole arc of these two. He wants to hump his pillow. He wants to hump his pillow. Yes. He wants so hard to hump his pillow, his family is dragging him away from his pillow. He wants like a real life pillow that he can hump. So Mm. that's why the family adopts Ophelia at the end of the movie. Here's your new pillow, Pugsley. There you go. It's a pig woman. It's terrible. Oh, my God. The more you look into it, the more problematic it becomes. Yes. And, and like, it, it's horror. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's it's the best joke they have in the movie without it being a joke. <laughs> anyway, you thought that the voodoo doll Wednesday makes of Pugsley will be due to her being asked to spend more time with Pugsley. Not the case. She does have it, but that's not the reason why she has it. You said that the children don't join the family for dinner and give notes indicating this, and this mm. concerns Gomez. I give you a point because we see that in the trailer, and mm. this does happen. You said that Gomez and Morticia notice uh, Mistella and Pongo watching them, and they seem to know who they are but and are concerned. In the actual movie, they think this whole thing is set up by Wednesday. Yeah, I think it's a joke that yes. Wednesday made. But over time, they become concerned, so I'll yeah. give you a point for that. So, initially, they're like, they don't take him seriously. Yeah. But as he's pursuing them, they put two and two together and they go, oh, no, we need to avoid yeah, this Yeah, because they genuinely think that Wednesday might not be their daughter. Yeah. Which the reason being, I actually go into in my plot. You do. You do. Now, you said because of these concerns, Gomez dusts off the family RV and announces that they're going on a road trip. At one point, this does happen. We mm. see it in the trailers. You guess that Wednesday didn't want to be part of this trip, didn't want to go on this trip. I'll give you a point. That's correct. You guess that they would be driving on the wrong side of the road, causing havoc. Um, I don't remember this happening. So it does I, happen. It does happen. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll give you another point for that. Uh, you said that Fester at the last minute would change his mind. Uh, from where they were going. From, Salem. I from, actually said they were going to Salem. Salem. Yeah, yeah, to, from go, to going to Niagara Falls rather than Salem. You actually guessed appropriately Salem. Uh, this is true, so I'll give you a point for that, but who would have thought that the reason he decided that was because he was- Oh, turning, that beautiful water. <laughs> was turning into an octopus yeah. and had a, a, a desire to be in water. Yeah, why? Because he's an octopus. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's weird because it's kind of painted like he just likes water, but it, an octopus needs water to survive. Right? Yeah, that's right. So wouldn't it be like, oh, I need to get near water now? Not, oh man, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I don't get it. It I, wasn't a good joke. I don't get a lot of this, and it was ninety percent of the movie. <laughs> you said that Gomez and Morticia would be all cutesy. Festa would scare the tourists, and Pugsy would try to flirt with girls. This is all mm, true. at Niagara Falls. Yeah, give you points for those. Yeah, Niagara Falls, but all the way through the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you did say Niagara Falls. You said that Wednesday would use the voodoo doll to throw Pugsley off into the falls. I give you a point for that. That's true. Mm. You said that Gomez would go into the barrels to rescue Pugsley. This is not true, but it does happen. So yeah. I give you half a point there. This is stuff we see in the trailer, but um, they do it just for fun because they want to reenact the Hobbit movie. Or the yeah, Hobbit I thought of the Hobbit as well. Me too. I was sitting there being like, man, I'd like to watch the Hobbit right now. Because <laughs> it's better. <laughs> Say what you will about The Hobbit. It, it could be a fun time. It was a better CGI uh, children's movie than this one was. <laughs> it was. It was. And a way better book than both. Mm. Um, you said that they go to different holiday locations. Yeah, that's true. They mm. do. You said um, that Pugsley would blow up the Grand Canyon, which is true. I'll give you a point there. Yep. You thought that Wednesday would enter a beauty pageant. Here's something from the trailer that I didn't see. Yeah. Uh, but she would beat all the contestants by being macabre and creepy. Now, in the movie, Gomez does this to hide her from um, Estella. Wednesday mm. doesn't win, but she destroys the whole contest in, like, a carry moment. Yeah, she drops uh, red paint on all of the uh, contestants. Yes, yes. Because yes. for some reason, there's just a whole bunch of red paint there. Yes. And she drops it on them. Yeah, yeah. And she has the time to set all that up as well. Yeah. <laughs> and how did she know that was going to happen? Good question. Because she reads minds. Oh, there you go. That she never uses throughout no. the course of this whole movie. <laughs> no, it was I mean, just it one was object. a gag, but, you know. Yeah, so I'll give you, give you points it's for terrible. that. terrible, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, now, at this point in, in your plot, Wednesday will notice Mistella tracking them, yep. and, and her parents will brush it off when she confronts yep. them about it. Now, this does happen, and it happens towards the third breakup part of the movie. Third act breakup. Third act yep. breakup part of the movie, so I'll give you two points for that. We didn't see that in any of the promotional no. material. You said that Mostella and Pongo will never reach the Adams and will always fall into some slapstick events that, you know, prevent them from catching up with them, which does happen. Give me mm. a point. They die or Mostella dies. Mostella so- dies. Pongo's fine. Pongo is fine. Thank God. So he can have his uh, gay relationship <laughs> with uh, Lurch. Yes. I mentioned this prior to recording, but you said that the family would go to Los Angeles. It's actually Miami. Mm. Uh, whatever. But you said that Festa would do the shark fin gag and scare all the people out of the water. I give you a point there. The that thing does is, happen. it doesn't look like Miami. <laughs> like, it doesn't look like iconic Miami. It could be anywhere. It's just a generic beach. Yeah. They just threw any generic beach and just said, yeah, here we are. You said that Cousin It would arrive and with a very on-the-nose Snoop Dogg song. True. Yes. Oh, my God. My eyes are rolling in the back of my head. Uh, you know, And they do this because they think the audiences are idiots. I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm yeah. saying the movie's saying that. So, yes. I'll give you a point there. That does happen. Cousin It will join the family for the rest of the trip. He does. Well, he leaves at a most certain it, point, yeah. but he, he's there for most of it. You said that they would overdo it, or as in Cousin It would overdo it with Kitty doing some cocaine. Sorry, catnip. Yes. This is a PG movie. This is a G movie or fucking whatever. Um, and it's in the trailer, so I'll give you a point there. Yeah. You said that they would reminisce around the campfire. Yay! About the night Wednesday was born and Festa would reveal in mm. a trailer, in a moment from the trailer that I didn't watch, yes. that he mixed up the babies when he entered. So Festa came into the ward early. He 
through slapstick, mixed up the he babies. He saw and, Once Upon a Time in America. And he wanted to copy it. And he wanted to copy it. He wanted the police chief to, like, hold up his baby and it's got a vagina instead of a penis. <laughs> my beautiful baby boy. Yeah. Let me see my baby boy. Is, uh, <laughs> anyway. Let me see if he's got a winky just like his dad. Watch that movie, people. Um, no. <laughs> no? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, this does happen um, in, in the movie. Yeah, he does swap the babies. Which I stand by is still incredibly fucked up. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a joke that doesn't belong in this movie. No, no. And there, there were other ways they could have gone around it as well. Yes, and and explain the same thing. But him juggling babies and mixing them all up is kind of um, messed up. Also, it's pretty obvious which one is the Adams family daughter. So yes, I just kind of was like, well, I mean, because all the babies look the same except, except for Wednesday, the pale ones. So I was like, and they've quite clearly marked on her. Uh, <laughs> Her, like, little cot there yeah. that she's Wednesday. Wednesday, and she looks completely different from every other baby. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. But this, you do get points for that. Now, this will lead Wednesday to suspect that she, that the Adams aren't her real family, that she's no, she's not an Adams, and she thinks Miss Stella might know the truth. Mm. Um, in the movie, the way this plays out is she catches Miss Stella and speaks to Cyrus on the phone. And yep. she also does a DNA test confirming that she's and not an Adam. And kills Mustella. <laughs> and kills Mustella. So, I give you two points there. It's not how it plays out in the movie, but she does figure it out, and this becomes a huge plot point in the movie. You said that Wednesday would leave in the middle of the night, and she would meet mm. some tough bikers who instantly like her. I give yes. you two points there. That's exactly right. Uh, and did I not describe the scene as exactly yes. like Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Which does play out, or SpongeBob. I think SpongeBob movie Yeah, it also well. happened in the SpongeBob movie. It's a tired old trope, but, but it does it happen. It does happen it happened. in this movie. And that was out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, you did see in the trailer Bikers, right? That's right. Yeah. But, but how did I extrapolate that the whole scene would happen exactly like in Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Which is why you get two points. Yeah. So, they go to a biker bar and in a, in a scene that- <laughs> it was very, very cringy. Yes. They play I Will Survive on the piano. Yeah. And all the bikers dance because yeah. they're tough bikers and they like the song I yeah. Will Survive for. <laughs> and they do a dance number in choreography. So, yeah. yeah. And then they're like, we're friends now. It was well, really funny. We, I was in stitches laughing. Yeah. Um, and I was like, this movie's won me over, man. And so, the bikers give her a lift to meet up with Cyrus. Um, but you're right. They did, they did befriend mm. Wednesday. In your prediction, you thought that they would just like the cut of her jib. The yeah. fact that she was kind of like cold and Yeah, mean. that's right. But no, it's, it was because Lurch <laughs> played a funny song. And oh, oh, who would have thought that Lurch, like this big guy who goes, oh, all the time has like such a great singing voice. <laughs> you did that in the first fucking movie. <laughs> well, come on, Karen. They've never played I Will Survive, you know, in a movie with, with people dancing to that before. No, never. That's I've never, never seen that before. It's never happened. <laughs> We're so bitter. <laughs> we are. We are. It just, re- it just reminds me of movies that did it better, like The Replacements. Remember yeah. that scene? Oh, I love that scene. Anyway, moving on. You said that the Adams are going to try to catch up with Wednesday, and you thought that Wednesday was trying to pursue the truth, and Mostella was trying to catch up with the Adams, so it would be this like three-way yeah. chase going on. Uh, at this point in the movie, Wednesday is only trying to track Cyrus down. She's, yeah. she's realized Cyrus might be her actual father. Everything's points to that direction. So the bikers give her a lift to Cyrus's house and the, and the family are trying to get to Wednesday, which they know is in with, with Cyrus, essentially. Yeah. And Mustella is dead. And Mustella <laughs> died. <Yeah. laughs> they bury him in the Adams family crypt. 
because they're responsible. I'm still, I'm still picturing the grandchildren sitting at the front of the house, like, going, any minute now. There's got to be a police case for this, right? Yeah. They're just like, like this disappearance is. Yeah. This guy fell down a cliff. <laughs> anyway, they all meet up in your prediction in a big confrontation. Mistella re- uh, reveals the deep dark secret. Now, in your plot, Mistella works at the hospital for the criminally insane and is seeking Lurch. You also reveal mm. that Pongo slash Cyrus is Lurch's brother and that they've been trying to track him down for years. Yeah. Not quite the case. You thought that Lurch was kidnapped or you thought that Mistella and Pongo thought that Lurch had been kidnapped by the That's Adams right. family, which yeah. is a reasonable conclusion to reach, by the way. Yeah, because he was. Yeah. And they're, they're coming to take Lurch away and the Adams realize that so they don't want Lurch to yeah, that's right. be taken away from them. So, in the way, this is all a big misunderstanding. In the movie, Lurch and Pongo are old cell buddies. Lovers in your plot. Yeah, yeah. Which um, I'm still counting. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Which is very close to them being brothers. I guess, in a way, they're brothers. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from that. Where was I? Oh, yeah. We you, can't release this. In, what are we doing? <laughs> in, in, in the movie, Mistella works for Cyrus. Yeah. Uh, and they're trying to con Wednesday- the whole purpose of this is to get a formula that Wednesday showed off yes. in a science fair. So, he very elaborately pretends to be Wednesday's father, thus changing his whole life course just to get like a solution to a formula that he's working on. Yeah. He couldn't Great. steal it. He couldn't use his re- resources to he steal it. He couldn't just it. fucking ask her. Couldn't ask her. Couldn't pay her. Couldn't bribe her. He tried none of these things. What he did try was pretending to be her father. Yes. And then, you know, befriending her to the point where- Making she- a, an animal family for himself to make it look like he has, like, this family life that he doesn't actually have. Yeah, well, he was doing that beforehand. I think that's what- I don't think at. so. You don't think so? No, think I don't he think he did so. that for the whole illusion Yeah, of it all? that's right. Okay, maybe. Anyway, yeah, he's trying to con it. I like the idea that he keeps going to different science fairs, hoping that someone has yes. to do his problem. Science fairs. Like, there's got to be a high, high school out there. science fairs. <laughs> Doesn't make any fucking sense at all. This, this genius is just like, I knew going to science fairs would pay off. <laughs> God. Oh, well done, writers. Oh, <laughs> well my done. God. Well this done. fucking movie. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, the, and as we said, this whole weird animal slash human- hybrid crossover plot neither of us predicted this but i I, you know i give you half a point for getting the whole brothers slash cell friends angle in there that's close enough for me to give you half a point you said that lurch tells them that he is happy with the atoms as in he tells mustafa and pongo that he's happy with the atoms mustella mustella yes yeah uh wallace (laughs) um and mustella will realize that the atoms are actually good for lurch they're no longer violent he's actually really placid so he's like oh cool and wednesday will realize that her feelings are natural and uh, a perfectly natural part of being a teenager and accepts that she is an atoms that is Mm. true give you points for that uh, you said that the film will end with a family reunion. No, it no, ends it with the party, as we said. I mean, the vibe is the same. It's just not a family reunion. You said that Mustafa and Pongo would be invited to the family reunion because they're part of the Mastella. family. Mustella. Uh, because I keep saying- What do I keep saying? Mustafa. Mustafa. <laughs> Sorry. What a weird name to have for As in, character. like, from Austin Powers, the guy wears the fez. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> I, I'm sort of reminded of that movie anyway. Um, oh, better movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that's the one where the henchmen die and they're waiting for him, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, so they're part of the family because Lurch is part of the family. And that's where you wrap up your plot. 
And with that, uh, you scored a total of 30 and a half points. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, in my original plot prediction, I got 22.5 points. Well done. So, not that much more. Well done. I thought I was pretty close to the movie, to be perfectly you honest. Were, you were, but a lot of what you guessed was in the trailer. In the That's trailers. True. And I can't say that with any kind of cockiness because you watch a trailer that I didn't and that <laughs> really shows. Well, how did that only give me two and a half more points than you, Mr. Who was not close to the movie at all? <laughs> I don't know, but that's what I calculated. Well, there we go. There we go. So, that's how well we did with predicting the plot of The Addams Family. But oh, Manny I forgot D. to give you a bonus point, so it would be 31. Hey! <laughs> there you go. Still terrible. <laughs> So, yeah, that's how well we did with predicting the plot of Adam's Family 2. But, Matty D, what did you actually think of the real <laughs> plot of Adam's Family 2? Sure. So, every time we talk about kids' movies, I'm always like, it's a kids' movie. I'm not a kid. I'm an adult, so it's yeah. not for it's me. It's fine. It's so fine. So, I can't judge it too harshly. And you always get on my case about it because you're like, a good movie is a good movie, regardless of who yeah, it's directed at. That's right. And I, I kind of- Dunstan checks in. Transcends yeah, true, genre. There's, there's nostalgia there, right? If you showed that to <laughs> a modern- Dunstan checks in is terrible, by the way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but like a lot of the a lot of the movies we liked as kids, if you showed it to yeah. a modern audience, they wouldn't small like Small Soldiers. So I, I do, exactly. Good point. I mean, even Small Soldiers is kind of cool there. But yes. I guess that's- I think a, a kid in 2023 would like Small Soldiers. I would like to think so too. But uh, yeah. I, I do kind of believe that. I think like- you know, a movie's marketed towards certain people and I'm not going to be that guy. I feel but- a, a huge butt coming. Yes. But- that's my huge butt. Yeah. Uh, it's what I walked into the show with as well. But <laughs> I-, I was writing Adam's Family 2 jokes. <laughs> yes. This movie was super cringy and super lazy and it's a problem that I have and people might hate me for saying this. It's a problem I have with this studio, this oh, yeah? Illumination studio who do who do good work. What else do they do? They well, they do like they're the people that do the minions. They do oh, Boss okay. Baby. They yep. do all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I remember I was at somebody's house and they had a child and they were watching Boss Baby and I was like, oh man, this is this is kind of garbage. And then the kid wanted to watch Bluey. Okay. And then they switched over to Bluey, and I was like, well, hang on, this is actually a really good the show. 70s, the 70s cop drama. Yeah, the 70s cop drama they were, they were showing. Yeah. The one with the dog. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. The, and I was just the like, lesser Bluey. Yeah. Oh, come on. And I was like, oh, okay, so making good children's content is possible, but this studio just goes, reverts back to, for the most case, this is just my opinion, to mm. just doing this kind of lazy kind of- Things are moving, so you're preoccupied. Um, and that's what I felt of this movie. I thought I felt it was just moving shapes. The animation was okay. It was it was it was pretty well done. Yeah. The jokes didn't land for me, but they were never going to. The plot was overly contrived and and really unnecessary. Yeah. They didn't need to do this. Yeah. It, it was very cringy, and um, I don't know if it relates to anybody who's a young person. Like the whole like. Hey, something happened. I'm going to take a selfie. It's so dated. Like, haven't yes. we haven't we done this before? And all like cousin it coming and and doing flips on his uh, jet, jet ski. ski, and and then they're fist bumping, and then they're yeah. using like old hip hop slang from the early 2000s. And it's like this is really embarrassing, guys. <laughs> this is this is embarrassing to me. I just yeah, this whole movie was kind of cringe for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that if you're a four-year-old, if you have a four-year-old who doesn't quite understand what's going on, (laughs) they would get something out of it because it's a lot of colourful things moving around. 
But that's the only thing this movie has got going for it. What, that a four-year-old might like it? It's definitely not the worst movie out there. It's definitely not the worst kids movie out there, but it's just so lazy. So we have the pantheon of cinema. So (laughs) they spent like $20 million on Metropolis, and that was a masterpiece. And this led us to this point. (laughs) Yeah, this point. Where we have Adam's Family 2. Where they're just bumping this stuff out, and it just needs to hold a child's attention for an hour and 20 minutes. This movie cost more than Metropolis, by the way. (laughs) And that movie was made in the 20s. That movie was made 100 years ago. Go. And this led us up to Adam's Family 2. This point led us up to the evolution has led us to Adam's Family 2. So, yeah, I didn't like it and I wasn't going to. And um, Oh, well, it wasn't fine? No. no <laughs> it was it, bad? It was, it was less than fine. Again, it's not the worst movie out there, not the worst kids movie out there. It's just like lazy. Like you could tell that they just, they, they were just after a paycheck. They just yeah. like slid the bare minimum across the Because the first movie the made a shitload said, of money. Yeah. They so, were like, let's do that again. Yeah. Bare minimum. They're like, let's do it. Let's put it on. And th- the sad thing is, is that these sort of movies make money. And well, well, this one didn't. Yeah. But you know what happens? Like, no one loses in this. They're like, okay, Adam's Family 2 didn't really work. We'll just do the same thing with another, you know, franchise. We'll do or Hotel Transylvania 4. Yeah. We'll do mi- another Minions movie. And we'll do another Boss Baby movie. Yeah. I shouldn't be picking on this studio because a lot of people do this. But, yes. you know, it's, it's just that's the consumerism. Man, I'm sounding so pretentious. Like the consumerism, like cinema that they're pumping out just to, just to have something on Netflix to watch. Even though I couldn't get this on Netflix, which also pissed me off because I paid four dollars for it, <laughs> including my Amazon Plus, Amazon Prime subscription. So wow, thank okay. you, movie. Wow. Okay. What was your thoughts? My thoughts. I thought this movie sucked, Matty D. <laughs> I thought this was terrible. So the thing is, so I was going to go into this episode with the the thought that like, oh, it was well animated, and for what it was, it was pretty good. But then I watched Hotel Transylvania three, which was bad, but it was so much better than what this was. Then I was just like, no, that movie really did suck. Adam's Family two really did suck. And I compared it to the Adam's Family Values, the mm. live action Adam's Family 2 Well, that's movie. the best one. And it's the best one. And it's so much better. And it's so much funnier. And it's so much, you know, it's just a better movie all around. It's made with love. And this movie is not. Yeah, not made with love at all. I actually- the on the head. Yes. I actually started making a laundry list of everything that pissed me off in okay. the movie. Share. And then I had to stop doing it because I was like, it's just getting too long. <laughs> Can so, you share some of it? This is like this is like group therapy. The here. first scene in the movie, the very first scene in the movie is when Wednesday's at the science fair yes. doing the experiment. When Wednesday's introduced, we see her coming into the science lab in an elevator. Where the fuck is the elevator coming from? <laughs> Uh, when the camera like when the camera zooms back, we see that she's just in like a, a lab draped with a like a tarp. Uh, There's no elevator there. Where where did the elevator fit in? Like they're just being fucking stupid <laughs> from the get go. The first this is second one of the movie. Second one of the movie. I'm already pissed off because I'm just like they're showing her arriving in an elevator and there's clearly no elevator there in the gymnasium. <laughs> Do they think we're idiots? Yes. The other thing that- <laughs> we, we bought the movie, so yes. yes. The other thing that really disturbed me was, like, Pugsley wants to hump his pillow the whole time. Uh-huh. And then Uncle Fester, like, comes into the pillow. He's just like, hey, I know this is kind of, like, going against the rules, but do you want to do something? Like, like he wants to fucking hump the same pillow <laughs> that Pugsley's humping. Why? Because It made me laugh, but, like- It's a funny joke, and they introduce bromance. The word bromance in there, so it's a modern yeah. term. The Adam- anytime the Adams family does, like, says a modern slang term, they, they think they've they've hit a winner there. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, so when Grandmama throws her big festival, her big sort of like music festival, she's an old lady and she likes she's to party. Like, huh? She's like these like these young girls turn up and like, oh, where, where's who's the headliner at this festival? Like, why did we spend all this money to come here? And she's just like, oh, the Talking Heads. You, you know, you can't wait to see the Talking Heads. They're like, oh, really? You got the Talking Heads? Who the fuck in 2021 knows who the Talking Heads are? Who last had a hit in 19 fucking 83? So even the parents. Who are being dragged to this movie <laughs> with their kids are too young to know who the talking heads are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just in there to have like, you know, oh, there's there's literally disembodied heads yeah, there's bouncing the, um... around singing, which is already an old tired joke. Mm-hmm. But no, like, oh, let's throw in a talking heads reference because the kids love talking heads. Like I said, nobody is gonna understand what that reference is. <laughs> what I- what the fuck is that joke? <laughs> I think this is just a standard for every like pretty shitty kids comedy movie but like in this movie i was surprised with the number of pissing and shitting jokes in it yeah every scene has like every scene is capped with like an either pissing or shitting joke yeah really oddly so because you wouldn't expect to find it here. maybe like no. one innuendo or, or something like yeah, that. maybe one in the movie but there's like so hotel many. transylvania 3 had like one fart joke and it was actually kind of funny okay but this movie like every scene is just like oh let's cap it with like the, oh the cat shitting and they do that in like two scenes. <laughs> Sorry, my my mind blocked out the scene where the cat was shitting. So thank you for rem- reminding yeah, me. Yeah. So of when that. they're on Miami Beach, like the cat like digs a hole on the beach and shits in it. And yeah. then when they're in, uh, where are they? Uh, Sleepy Hollow. They yeah. they camp in Sleepy Hollow. Wednesday's just like, oh, I took the cat for a walk and it shit in this huge bag. <laughs> like I got this huge bag of shit that I'm gonna slap Pugsley with. And they drive into a huge pile of manure at one point. Yeah, that's right. Um, Festa uh, leaks. He 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 leaks ink. ink and they play it like he's just either shit himself or pissed himself. Yeah. And like there's so there's so many. Like there is so many pissing and shitting jokes in this in this movie. Highbrow. And it just really drives home how lowbrow this movie is. And like, you know, if you've listened to any episode of Potential Spoilers, you'll know that we're not against like lame pissing and shitting jokes, but like we're not a multi-million dollar Hollywood studio. <laughs> yeah. So they're paying people to come up with this content. <laughs> and like and this is what we're feeding our children? Come on, man. Shit. <laughs> yeah, literally shit. So, something else I noticed while I was watching this movie, as well as Hotel Transylvania 3, is when the movie doesn't have anything. When you, we're literally clamoring for, for I know jokes where you're going with this, yeah. We have a dance sequence. <laughs> yep. This movie has four dance sequences in it. That's still two less than Hotel Transylvania 3, <laughs> but still, it's, it's three too many. Yeah, yeah. And it's just to fill time. Um, That's right. And it always comes out of nowhere. And it's not interesting to watch. No. Like, I'm not a person who sits down and goes, oh, they're dancing. That's really funny. But again, if you're- It's just a moment where I'm like looking at people moving on the screen. I'm like, okay, how much time is this going to take up? Oh, it's still going. It's still going. Fast forward. But it it shuts up your two-year-old for like, you know, the hour that it's there because the characters are dancing and that's, you know- they have a scene hypnotic for them. They have a scene in Hotel Transylvania where Dracula comes out and dances for so long, literally five minutes straight, just dancing. I'm like, why is he dancing? There's no context for him to be dancing. He's just dancing because it's funny. It's, it was oh, Dracula's funny. dancing, and he's voiced by Adam Sandler. Ha ha ha! Maybe Adam Sandler wrote that joke. Yeah, I guess so. By the way, it was the full like Adam Sandler alumni doing all the of voices course, as well. So course. it was like an Adam's family. No, Adam's family. <laughs> So it was like an. Ad- <laughs> I guess that's funny because it is Adam's yes. family. <laughs> I fucked up there, but it was true. But it was like an Adam's family comedy movie, but just done it in CGI. And it was still better than this movie <laughs> that we're here to talk about today. So, yeah, we even had like the biker bar yeah. dancing sequence, which 
as I mentioned in my prediction, was suspiciously close to Pee-wee's big adventure. It literally was just that scene stolen. But as we discussed, it was already done a million times before. I found out as well, if you slow down in reverse Cousin It's uh, voice Uh lines, you can hear Snoop Dogg saying random crap. Oh, what's he saying? So, if you remember, there's a scene where, like, uh, Wednesday comes into the trailer. She's uh, upset, and cousin it and like he gives him gives sits her, advice, her down right? and, and gives her a, a cup of tea. And I was just like, "What the fuck is uh, is he actually saying?" So I slowed it down, and he says, "Like, hey, girl, you better cool yourself and sit down and drink some of this gin and juice." And uh, oh, the hairs on the back of my neck were all standing up. <laughs> like that's the stuff that he's saying. Like wow. I can put in a clip. I got a sixth sense. The hair stood up on the back of my head. Oh, so little girl, come on, you need to get a little something. And you can actually hear what he's saying, but like, they literally just recorded in the first movie. I did the same thing with the first movie. If you reverse what he says in the first movie, he just he's going like, bibbity bobbity, bibbity bobbity boop. Yeah. And they just slow that down and reverse it. But in this one, he actually <laughs> says stuff. What an easy payday for Snoop Dogg. Just come in, say anything, and then- uh, The wait. other thing as well that I noticed, and this is just really a specific Kieran being a really weird nerd thing, is like, I slowed down the- I, Like, I literally recorded the audio when Cousin It was talking. I reversed it to hear what he was saying, and I noticed that they would cut things out that he says. So, anytime he swears- they cut it out because they're like, some motherfucker is going to slow this down and reverse it. And they're going to hear that Snoop Dogg is swearing. And so they actually, when he says like, you got to have some of this gin and juice, they cut out him saying gin, but you can really clearly hear like the cut in the audio. So he's just like, sit down and have some of this juice. (laughs) I love the fact that they had Snoop Dogg in the recording studio and they're like, look, it doesn't really matter what you say. You can say absolute gibberish, but please don't swear. And Snoop Dogg's like, no. No, I'm going to swear. I'm going to swear. I'm going to say ho. I'm going to still swear. He even says, he refers to Wendy as like, hey, come here, baby girl. And like and oh that sort of God. stuff. Tell you what, it would have been really funny if it, he actually said some really articulate, wise information. Like, that would have been a yeah. cool kind of little Easter egg people could find. Yeah. Oh, well. Something else that annoyed me. I know I'm going on for a while, but like like I said, I wrote a whole laundry this list. This is the last time we speak about it. Yes. So. This is the last time we're going to speak about this franchise. So, let this be the memorial. This is the funeral for this franchise. <laughs> so, one thing that Wednesday says to Cyrus Strange is that she says that puns are the lowest form of humor. Well, ain't that apt. 90% of this movie is puns. And then the other jokes are pissing and shitting jokes. So, is that not the lowest uh, form of humor? And then beyond that is potential spoilers. Anyway, in the, <laughs> cli- in the climax of the movie, Cyrus Strange turns into like a, an animal hybrid, which was the ending of Matty D's Spies in Disguise plot. <laughs> it actually happened. He predicted it. I predicted it. Yes. How the fuck did that happen? I, that's so weird. So, if you go back and listen to my Spies in Disguise plot, it turns into like two characters who are just turning into- So, you thought Ben Mendelsohn's character- Yes. Would turn into like an animal hybrid, who's like kind of a like a griffin, griffin yeah. yeah. Which is what happens at the end of this movie. See, this is this is how my predicting powers work. They don't happen in the movie, but occasionally they'll happen. They'll pop up every now and again in a different franchise. Also, I hate the fact that I'm looking fondly back at Spies in Disguise. <laughs> well, <laughs> like another terrible children's animated movie. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do any more of these, by the way. Well, that's the funny thing, and this is what this movie has given us. I think it was this movie that we covered where we're just like. What are we doing? Yes. Why are we covering these kind of movies? And they've kind of stopped. So, if anything, Adam's Family 2 has given us is that we're no longer covering these animated no. movies. It gave us our first sequel, I think, right? No, like no, first- we already had Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh. That was our first sequel, right. but yes. I think this was our second then. Yeah, right? it was our second sequel. Well, that was good. That was a, that was a milestone-ish. But yeah, I put my foot down. I said, we're no longer doing children's animated movies. And so, moving on. 
we don't get to watch these kind of movies no. anymore. So we're not covering any of these movies anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm I'm sick to death of it. We're not doing it anymore. <laughs> so, so just that, live action. It's a good movies thing, aimed yeah. at adults. Yes. And it was this movie as well. It, it was, was this movie that pushed it over the line. We're not doing it anymore. No more. I don't want to see another fucking one. <laughs> because if we do a, if we do a potential spoilers for one movie, then we need to do the sequel. Yeah, that's right. And so we're getting into this trap of like, oh no, like we have to cover the worse version of the movie that we just covered. Yes. That was bad. So yep. Thank you, Adams family. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So that's it. That's it. We're we're done talking about the Adams family yep. too. Thank you very much, everybody, for putting up with our nonsense and this garbage. But uh, what are your thoughts on Adam's Family 2? Does it suck as much as we say it does? Did you like it? Are we wrong? Tell us we're wrong. Yes, please do. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Potentialspoilerspod is all one word. You can find us on our social media pages, or you can simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. We're done, Matty D. It's over. No more children's movies. No more cartoon animated movies. We've, we've emerged from the rubble. We're only going to talk about good movies from here on out. Yeah, well-written, well-structured. That's right. Movies that people put their heart into. That's right, which leads me directly into what we're going to be discussing next week. And this is a momentous occasion for this show. What was the first episode we ever did on this show, Matty D? First episode we ever did was Captain Marvel. We're covering the sequel to Captain Marvel. Oh, boy. The Marvels! (laughs) Yay! Here we go. So, we're going back to the Marvel well. Uh, this is, is, is going to be a very interesting movie to talk about, Matty D, because this is post-crash Disney Marvel. They've run out of money, Matty D. <laughs> they don't have any money to make these movies anymore, so they really had to cut back on the budgets. So, this is going to be the first low-budget, 90-minute Marvel movie wow. that we ever cover. Oh, wow, a 90-minute Marvel movie. Yes. Holy shit. That's yes. so funny. <laughs> yes. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. What the fuck are they going to do? No money, no budget, <laughs> no, no time, no audience. <laughs> oh, it's the sequel man. to Captain Marvel. It's there like we we're, go. we're covering the history of this decline. Yes. Can't wait. We'll talk all about it next week. So please join us for that. <laughs> and until then, we'll see you next week. have to challenge Pomeroy to a duel. No, I'd rather shoot him in the back. (laughs) Uncle Fester, that is not the honorable way. I know, but it's the safe way. (laughs) Uncle Fester, I'm ashamed of you. And Adams doesn't know the meaning of the word fear. I do. I'll shoot him in the back. (laughs) Uncle Fester, remember the Adams name. It'll have to be a duel. What sort? With victory going to the swiftest, the cunningest, the deadliest. I'll shoot him in the back. Wait, how about pistols? Well, that's different. Does he get one, too? Naturally. Loaded? You get one bullet apiece. In the back. 